Next on BYU Sports Nation, Championship Tuesday in Las Vegas. The ladies play on while the men wait for a postseason berth. Would you take the CBI? A tournament title is up for grabs for the ladies. BYU and Gonzaga, part three. The semifinal star Paisley Johnson joins us live to preview BYU-Gonzaga Part 3. Let's go! Here is Johnson with the two-point lead. Back to work. Paisley Johnson has 20 points, gives the Cougars a four-point advantage. We haven't had so much meat in the whole year. This is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> the men are out, we get some coverage. <laughs> This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. One last ride. BYU Sports Nation is live from Las Vegas. Hey, Your day-to-day play-by-play in the Studio Orleans, yeah. presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever, and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who shoots a better percentage from the half-court line than he does from the three-point line, Jerem Jordan. Unfortunately, BYU and myself made the same amount of threes at this tournament, uh, on the men's side, that is. Uh, I shot a half-court shot a few years ago. I made it on my first try. First try, like uh, in the uh, Lego movie with Batman. But uh, on my fourth try, I made my half-court shot yesterday. We shot around before, and... Uh, yeah, I got it. And as someone uh, tweeted, you got a little hitch in your shot. I was like, yeah, I do. I know. I haven't shot around in a couple of weeks, so. But I made it. At made least it. there's video proof of it this time. Yeah. yeah. Banked it in, which is not the ideal way to make the half-court shot, but it's still worth three points, you know? And uh, I probably foot-faulted here, but uh, I'll take it. Okay, so a foot-fault <laughs> off the glass. Yeah. Just pretend like you meant to do it. Sell it like you meant to do it. Oh, I glass. meant to make it, and I well, did. Well, the percentages the no- are higher if you attempt to go off that the was, glass. That was the number one uh, aim was to make the shot. So <laughs> I feel fine. How about Jeff Judkins, too? Yeah, you keep winning, you're in the championship, you get more media coverage. What I loved was the reaction of <laughs> Shaley Gonzalez and Paisley Johnson. They were like, <laughs> you remember the Between the Lines piece where Juddy was doing the vlog and he said, hey, it's Juddy. <laughs> His, that was hilarious. His, his that was like a natural version of that, yes. like a less forced version. That probably needs to show up somewhere in our Why Awards monologue this year. Absolutely. Cheesy jokes and then just the jetty yeah. forced laugh. We're hosting that in like three weeks. We should probably plan for that at some point. Paisley Johnson locked down a win against Pepperdine yesterday. Um, she also locked in something for me. We'll get to that later. Yes. And yeah, in terms that are quite literal. <laughs> she joins us in 15 minutes on game day as the women prepare for Gonzaga in the title game and divine intervention, as you said, Jerem. Basically, a.k.a. Paisley Johnson on defense. Have decided the and one picks. So we'll explain all of that in 40 minutes, a jam-packed lineup on Championship Tuesday in Vegas. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU women's basketball survives Pepperdine in the semifinal of the WCC tournament, 68-63, overcoming a 13-point second-half deficit. Paisley Johnson led BYU with 20 points, was perfect from beyond the arc, 3-for-3. That said, her defense on WCC Player of the Year, Yasmin Robinson Baycoat, changed the game. Here's Paisley on her defensive strategy after the game. At halftime, I kind of just told the girls when I had gotten her a little bit at the first that you just need to lay on her, take her completely out of the game because once I did that a couple times, she didn't want any part of the play. She'd literally take herself out. So 
Um, Jody put me on her in the second half, and I just decided that she wasn't going to touch the ball. Just deny her crazy. What a bulldog. More from Paisley Johnson when she joins us live. The Cougars advance to play the number one seed Gonzaga, whom they beat twice this season in the championship game today at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific on ESPNU. Listen live on BYU Radio with Greg Rebell and Kristen Kozlowski. Josh Shear Hardnett announces on Twitter he's going to be a grad transfer. He injured his hand versus St. Mary's, sat out a game, then played in three games the rest of the season. He played two seasons in total at BYU. BYU football opening up their second week of spring ball yesterday afternoon. Head coach Kalani Satake and what he saw from his team in the first week. He said, well, considering a lot of guys aren't playing right now, not too bad. I mean, you've got basically six of your top ten players out of the lineup, but all things considered, he likes what he's seen. Yeah, and they'll continue practice, which is uh, great today. The 11-3 and Batcats added a game with Niagara yesterday. They'll play it today at 2 Eastern. Cougars have won five in a row and are in the midst of 16 of 17 at home. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. As we have noted, BYU women's basketball plays on. They are a projected nine seed in the NCAA tournament. The BYU men, however... In one NIT projection, according to John Templin of SB Nation's Mid-Major Madness, but nowhere to be seen in the other NIT projections. And I know how much you love to oh, discuss man. this NIT stuff. NIT projections are the best. Jeremy, if the BYU men's basketball team doesn't get into the NIT, yeah. do you want to see the Cougars playing in the CBI? No. Playing in the CBI is an acknowledgement of a lessened season. We already felt that. We already saw that. Um, this team, BYU, didn't get up for the San Diego game. Why would they get up for the likes of, uh, I'll just read a few names from last year's tournament, Canisius, Colgate, North Texas, or South Dakota? Because they love to play basketball. They didn't show that they love to play basketball last Saturday, let's be honest. Um, this is an NIT-level program right now, okay? Um, that's not the worst thing, but let's not define ourselves by the worst thing or the bottom. Let's define ourselves by the best thing. Winning a conference title, not realistic, in the tournament or regular season. So what's the next best thing? Making it to the NCAA tournament as an at-large bid. We've seen this in the West Coast Conference. That's a place that BYU can aim, right? That's the NCAA tournament. I think um, that's where BYU should aim, right? But right now, it's an NIT-level program, and uh, it could be worse, but it could definitely be better. Emotionally, I don't think the fan base and even the players are going to be in it if they play in the CBI. And here's the big question for me, Spencer. Yoli Childs left the game against San Diego injured. Would he even play in the CBI? If he's healthy, would he even play? Is this a bowl game in college football situation where Yoli says, you know what, I don't want to get hurt because I could hurt my uh, potential opportunities in the future. I don't know that, I, I don't think that Yoli Childs is an NBA draft pick right now. Perhaps somewhere in the second round if he works his way up. He's definitely not a first rounder. But second rounder potentially, G League guy or European at this point, if he leaves, and if feels like he's going to go. Um, I, I don't think the CBI helps him in any way. He doesn't have to prove anything there. Well, I don't think so. it would be so much about Yoli Childs as it would be about just not having that debacle be the last game of the season. But you, do you want to play like Canisius? I don't care who they play. I do. It's not I know you do, but you know, I, I don't the fans care. care too. The funny thing is the fans say, I won't watch. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. And you'll watch too. Because it's BYU well, and they're going to play a basketball game. Right. It doesn't mean I like it. It doesn't mean that you won't watch, though. So the whole thing is, oh, people aren't going to be interested. Everybody will still watch. Everybody will still watch. Everybody being BYU fans? Yes. Some won't. Some tuned out in that game Saturday. Well, I'll, 
let's be honest, we kind of tuned out in that game when BYU was down 44. Yeah. So watching? Well, but we'll still watch. We will still watch if BYU plays in the CBI. I don't know that whether we're watching or not is the point here. It's whether the CBI is good for the program, whether that's where they should Why go. Why is it? The thing is, for me, it's up to the program to decide that. You know what? Should it, we pay it, to play South Dakota? It's up to Dave Rose and the athletic administration. It just feels pathetic. Nobody cares. Maybe that's what BYU needs to admit that they are in a, all things relative, pathetic state. Maybe that's what they need. I think that that happened Saturday. I think that we're feeling it. But why, and it already you, why if you why have would an opportunity, accentuate that negativity? Why, if you have an opportunity to go out, you'd not seek, having that be the last you'd game, you'd seek that opportunity. If you're a competitor, you want to keep playing. Mm, really? You just want to give up CBI. knowing how competitive you are? I'm not buying that. I know you would want to play again. I think there are bigger issues that the CBI won't solve. And I'm not I think saying you the need CBI to focus would solve those. It. I'm not saying the CBI so would solve it. So what's the point it. of the CBI then? Because they want to compete. Because Against they want to Canisius? compete. Who cares? It matters. They want to compete. Is, is Canisius good enough to be in the CBI? Then they would technically be on the level of BYU. That's what I'm saying. That's pathetic. Don't go there. So, just, just just push the restart button. Focus on the offseason. If Yoli's going, he's going. How are you going to replace him? Is there a JC guy? Development internally. Who else is transferring? There's a lot of issues that the CBI will not fix. I'm not. We're not trying to solve issues in one game. We're talking about BYU having another opportunity to compete. I would take, I would take another chance to compete rather than dwell on that against San Diego for the entire offseason. I'd like to move on from that, and I think the CBI doesn't make it better. With the semifinal win, the BYU women's team is 24-6. and six. RPI number 35 as of Sunday night, not updated yet. Did the Cougars punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament yesterday? Yes, it's done. They are in. It's not close. They're not even on the bubble anymore. They are in the tournament. Solid. It's over. It doesn't matter what happens against Gonzaga today. BYU's in. They beat them twice. They beat the 12th-ranked team in the country twice, including a win in Spokane. For the first time, which was awesome. Like, they're, they're in. It's over. 24-6, and six, uh, 9 or a 10 seed, you would think. If BYU beats Gonzaga for a third time today, maybe they climb as high as a number 7 seed because then they have three really quality wins against a top 15 team. But more than likely, they're in an 8-9 game, you know? But they're in. They're in. It's over. It doesn't matter what happens today. BYU is in. Congratulations, Jeff Judkins, are in store right now. I know it's not official, but I'm telling you, it should be official. It's officially unofficial. Yeah, BYU is definitely in. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, unlike the CBI topic. Uh, BYU is in, and they don't have to win today. Um, but we'll discuss in a second kind of what the, what's at stake and how we feel about the matchup today. Absolutely. I'm with you. I think a 7 is probably as high as BYU could get. And here's the thing. So if you're in the 8-9 game, awesome. You're in, right? And you're playing that game, and you're matched up with someone who's kind of equal. Even 7-10. If you win the net, if you win that game, if you're in 8-9, you're playing a 1. And you're probably losing. It's really hard in the second round. If BYU can get up to a 7, they're playing a 2 in the second round. If they can get up to a 6 somehow, I don't know if they have the resume to do so. They'd have to be probably a little higher in the RPI. And they'll take a bump today. If BYU got a 6, now they're playing a 3. That's a top 9 through 12 team. BYU would have beaten a top 15 team thrice in the season. A 4 seed. So that's a game you could win. That's a matchup you could win. And the fun thing about this BYU team is they have a trio in the backcourt that matches up with almost everybody in the country. And then Sarah Hampson is one of the top shot blockers in the country. She's top That's 10. That's the thing. SEC so teams, you match Big up, 12 teams, yes. they haven't seen Sarah Hampson. When BYU made a run to the uh, 
2014 Sweet 16 Jen with, with Jen Hampson. Jen was a force down low. She was more offensive than Sarah is, but defensively they matched up similarly. And then you had good shooters in the backcourt and defense. I, I think BYU is a team that could be sneaky Sweet 16, but it depends on the matchup. If BYU is an 8 or 9, chance to not taking out a 1 in the second round, that'd be awesome. But today matters because you want to get a higher seed so that you don't match up with a 1 in the second round. If Jeff Judkins had his way, he'd be like, uh, give me an 11 or a 12 seed. 11 actually would be great because then you beat a 6 and then you play a 3, potentially, right? Or a 14. Oh, and BYU got to the Sweet 16 when and they it, were a 12 seed. In women's, there's not as many upsets. It's more top-heavy. The men, it's there's more parity. Hey, they're in. Isn't it fun to talk about a team that's yeah. in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I don't want to discuss the CBI and argue over that. I want to talk about the NCAA tournament. BYU women's basketball beat Gonzaga, as we mentioned, in both games this season. This after the Cougars, the win in Spokane, specifically, after the Cougars went on a three-game losing streak in the West Coast Conference. So for them to go on the road and beat Spokane, that kind of changed everything and got BYU back in the discussion of, Wow, this is a championship-caliber team. Gonzaga, unfortunately, had two what we think are season-ending injuries to key players yesterday. I mean, including Laura Stockton. Stockton. Yep, Jill Townsend. Jill Townsend, who went out in an air cast. Laura Stockton had a full leg brace on. They're not playing today. So with those two out, Gonzaga's roster and depth being significantly challenged, is BYU all of a sudden the favorite? I would think that BYU is the favorite. One, BYU won both in the regular season, as you mentioned, although they could have lost both. It was, it was really close. And then the other thing is those two injuries, of course, um, and that changes the game. Laura Stockton was the emotional and physical leader of this team as the point guard. She's a Stockton. It's Gonzaga. Like, John's in the building. Um, that's an issue for, for Gonzaga. I think BYU needs to take advantage of this and win this game. I, I, there's no line on the game, but I would say that BYU is the favorite against the number 12 team in the country on a neutral court. There's going to be a huge crowd of Gonzaga fans today for the women's game. Like, it's going to be packed, and it's going to be mostly Gonzaga. It'll be emotional and BYU loud. BYU will have to fight that. But Gonzaga took 20 minutes to get out of the locker room yesterday. That was a long time. That was probably really hard knowing we just lost two of our top six players in this game. So BYU needs to take advantage and come out and win this game and then get themselves as good a seed as they can get. And if they happen to thump Gonzaga, I'll take a one-point win. But if BYU is able to win by uh, as many as they can in this game because of those injuries, and Gonzaga is still going to be tough, then perhaps you help yourself on selection Monday. Because of the home court advantage, it's almost a wash. So, yeah, BYU is probably a favorite by two or three, but the home Gonzaga crowd kind of levels it out. We'll see how much of the emotion the fans can bring to Gonzaga and what kind of an impact that has. But I'd say the Cougars are like a three-point favorite right now going into this game. Yeah, uh, listen, this is going to be a fun game to watch, and you can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on ESPNU or do both. Um, this is going to be a fun game because BYU is a motivated team playing really well right now. And they've already beaten this team twice. The whole beat them three times thing, we'll see. Yeah, Paisley Johnson said yesterday in the press conference, we want to prove this isn't a fluke. We want BYU to win all three games so that we can show everybody across the nation the first two games weren't a fluke. And I, I'm thinking, I think the, the second you beat Gonzaga in Spokane, everybody was like, okay, it's not a fluke. For sure. In yeah, fact, that, that was a big deal. Why don't we listen to that right now? Here is Paisley Johnson. But I think we're even more excited, not just to show our conference, but also to show the nation that we can come out in those two games, two first games, weren't flukes. We're out here to go get a tourney championship. There you go. Eyes on the prize. 
Win it all. Win three times. You you beat Gonzaga three times, BYU probably deserves a seven seed. But yeah, that'd be big time. This is a team that lost Southern Utah. That's the low point for sure. But uh, 23 and 6, 35 RPI, they're in a great spot. And so uh, I'm looking forward to the game coming up before Easter. Ladies play on. The men await whatever's going to happen with them. If they played their last game, they played their last game. Do they sneak into the NIT or do they consider a CBI bid? Our question of the day with the voice of the nation Do you want to see the Cougars play in the CBI if it comes to that? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Jelly Belly Kelly tweets in, definitely depends on the cost. There is value to playing more games, but if the money could be better spent improving the program in other ways, then I think they should do that instead. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, and then collegiate athletics is 35 or 70K a lot. You know? No. No, I don't think so. Didn't BYU just double the value with Nike? Can that pay for it? Exactly. <laughs> if you want that. If you want that, right? Coming up, if she wasn't playing basketball, she could very well be on the gymnastics team at BYU. And Paisley Johnson, the star from yesterday, joins us to discuss BYU Gonzaga Part 3. How's she feeling this morning? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday on BYU TV, we have quite possibly the most important game of the volleyball regular season. Number nine, BYU hosts number four, UCLA, nine Eastern on BYU TV and the app. This is the rival for BYU men's volleyball, and UCLA is undefeated in conference play. Cannot wait for that Thursday night. Live from the Orleans in Las Vegas, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jeremy Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the podcast. You can watch the show whenever you want, BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, if BYU men's basketball isn't invited to the NIT or National Invitation Tournament, do you want to see the Cougars play in the CBI in on Twitter at Paul FRA nine six one zero zero nine four seven. Yes, that's his Twitter handle. He says, yes, it is not in the team's best interest to end on a terrible performance like the San Diego game. Try to end on a better note. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, differing opinions. This is an inter- This is a polarizing topic because there's really no middle ground. It, it, you're either yeah. in or you're I, out. And, and I don't think BYU will be invited to the NIT. The, the metrics are below what they've typically been for an NIT invite. Perhaps they sneak in. Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the semifinal star, Paisley Johnson. Scored 20 points yesterday. It was perfect from the three-point line. Played incredible defense on the West Coast Conference Player of the Year. Paisley, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. <laughs> what was the conversation like at halftime when you trailed by six points and Yasmin robinson Baycoat had already scored 18 in the first half? Yeah, our focus definitely was on her and rebounding, our defense for sure. Um, and I actually, we all kind of switched on to her in the first half. And I just told the girls every time I was on her, I just laid on her and tried to move her out of the paint, move her away from the basket and deny her. And I said, if you guys are on her, just do that. Don't let her catch her. Focus on her. She has literally 18 points right now. Um but I just told him that, but then Jetty ended up telling me to go on her. But I think defense was definitely our main focus at halftime. Was that something that you embraced where you said, okay, I'm going to take it upon myself to make sure she doesn't score? Because she scored one point in the second half. 
Yeah, no, I was so excited to um, be able to focus on her. I really, I really enjoy when Jetty gives me an assignment because, especially on defense, because I just try and take that full force. And I was super excited. I wanted to guard her, like starting the whole game, but we had to kind of make sure I wasn't in foul trouble. But I was so excited to take that challenge on. You drew two key charges against her, and uh, one of those included a memorable montage of you flipping over your back, backward somersault, getting up and flexing. That was acrobatic. Uh, that, <laughs> might, that might be the greatest sequence of defense ever by a women's <laughs> basketball player. Walk us through that whole sequence. Well, I'm guarding her, and she had already previously before that. Um, I think that was my second charge, but she had already, the very first time she attacked me um, on a fast break, she got right by me. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, are you serious? I, I just let this girl go by me. I'm supposed to be, like, the best defender on this team. So those next two ones, I was like, there's no way she's getting by me. And I just made sure to move my feet and anticipate where she's going to go next. Um, that second charge, she hit me like full square on, and I was like, okay. And I was so excited, and the adrenaline was just pushing because we were on a run right there. There's... And I, I was going, I slid for a long time. Yeah, oh, we're surprised. looking at it. It was like 10 feet. It's like a legit back handspring. There, there's a cheerleader. I did that all throughout high school. You did that throughout high school? Yeah. Yeah, you had to have some I previous training there. The, the, there's some. Yeah. Pe- there's a Pepperdine cheerleader who looks up at you behind you like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> she actually smiled. That's and awesome. probably realized I shouldn't be smiling. Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> and, then, and Paisley, that was part of a, a comeback for you guys. First half, um, Pepperdine has like 389 offensive rebounds, it felt like. It was just crazy, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of second, half, uh, second chance points. In the second half, you guys were down 13. You came back. What did it take to come back in that game in a must-have to get to the title? Obviously, I'm going to keep harping on the defense. We had to stop them. But I think also coming together as a team and um, really our pick and rolls worked really well on our offensive side. I think that's what um, kind of got the motion moving for us and kind of got the ball moving and getting Pepperdine kind of confused. But, like, the whole team just came together. And the, the whole season, really, we've just been fighters. We've been wanting some big outcomes and I wasn't scared I was just a little upset we were down 13 because that's it well correlate that with the fact that you wear number 13 so maybe there's lucky, some power in there 13 in <laughs> Vegas yes, yes. Uh, Paisley I, I, I think it's kind of hilarious that you were put on the second team and I think that's an oversight but I, I don't know how much you care about that when, when you found out that you were not on the first team and you'd played so well in conference what, what goes through your mind I'm not gonna lie; it stung a little bit. I had I had um, different expectations of myself coming into the season and what I wanted to do. But um, after I calmed down and just kind of like thought a little more about it, I said, "Okay, well, this tournament's gonna be different. You're gonna see why I should be where I should have been." And the NCAA tournament, if we make it there, like you're just gonna keep seeing some some fight for me, I guess you could say. Like, I I definitely wanted a chance to show what I could actually do. 
Now you have Gonzaga for the West Coast Conference Championship today at uh, 1 o'clock local time, 4 Eastern, BYU Radio, ESPNU. Obviously, two significant injuries kind of play into the game plan a little more than maybe the first two meetings with Lars Stockton and Jill Townsend out. I guess what impact does that have on the scouting report? Um, obviously, their starting lineup is going to change by one person. Um so number 15 will probably start. She's a really good quick uh, point guard herself. Um, so that's definitely going to be a change. And Townsend was such a um, body down in the in the post and rebounding everything. She's, she That might be a little less pressure on our rebounding, especially after last game. But I don't know. We still have to come. We, they're going to, like Jenny said yesterday in the press conference, they're still – they're still going to come after us. They're not going to back down. They're going to play for their teammates. Rice, I think, is going to um, play a little extra harder today. So we still got to make sure we have a really on-point game. Paisley, when you consider the NCAA tournament and resumes and all of the noise that goes on in the media talking about seeding projections and all that stuff, and for the record, both Jeremy and I feel like BYU is safely in after beating Gonzaga twice. But we still want you to win today. We would love for you to win today. (laughs) But how much do you think about the approaching NCAA tournament knowing that, hey, we might be able to improve our seeding a little bit and the situation and who we play and where we play if we beat Gonzaga for a third time? I mean, it's exciting coming from last year to this year. It's almost night and day. And having the opportunity to be, like, even thought to go to the NCAA tournament um, is super exciting for myself. And then knowing how well we would be able to perform there, I think we can keep up with a lot of these good teams that are in the tournament. So I think it's confidence for our team to have the respect, like coming in respect from – the NCAA and other teams um, within the nation. You beat Gonzaga twice, both wins by two, and for the first time as a member of the league, one up in Spokane. Both were dramatic, down to the final possession experiences. What would it mean to beat Gonzaga three times and for the third one to mean you get a ring? I, I've been wanting that ring. I want a ring so bad. I've been ca- I keep on saying that. I've been saying that all season, but Seeing them for the third time, I think, will kind of show the fans of Gonzaga that those two first ones weren't flukes, that we were we were from the beginning here to play them and play them tough and match up well. Um, I think I think it will show a lot to our conference and to Gonzaga that we're we're coming up, we're a legit team, and we're here to fight. Well, and if we're keeping score, I know you finished a game behind the Zags in regular season play, but if BYU beats Gonzaga today, then you would finish with identical records if you add on all the tournament games, and then you would have the tiebreak over them because you beat them three times. Well, and you win the tournament title, the ultimate tiebreak, right? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, I I do want to ask you about uh, Jeff Judkins' press conference yesterday. He gets in there and notices all of the media and says, Wow. Hey. In fact, uh, let's listen to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's all listen to it together, Paisley. <laughs> okay. We haven't had so much media the whole year. This is really nice. <laughs> <laughs> the men are out. We get some coverage. <laughs> okay, Paisley. That's great. Your, your response is uh, pretty hilarious. You laugh loud, then you cover your mouth. Uh, what do you think about Jeff Judkins' uh, opening statement there in the, in the, the uh, postgame coverage? 
I just think he is so funny. He's a clown. But <laughs> he, he, la- he makes me laugh all the time. But, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know if this is good for me to say, but I want the boys to do well. I want them to really show up and show out because with them, that kind of brings more coverage to us. Like, yeah, maybe the media was there for us um, yesterday, but I think more fans would be there if the boys were still here and, I don't know. I was really. I obviously I want um, our men's team to do well. That's important to me. I just want the program of BYU to do well, in all sports. But we really need them. We need them as a program to like play well to get the fans there because we're still trying to build our um, our program with that sense. And I think them being there would really help us in that way. Paisley, great to talk to you. Uh, we wish you the best of luck today. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for your championship game against Gonzaga. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right. We look forward to another backhand spring charge, okay? <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the radar. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Paisley. Thank you. Paisley Johnson on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. She's from Washington, right? Yes, she is. So playing Gonzaga is... More oh, personal that meaning. way, too. There's yeah. extra winning, no doubt about it. Coming up, Gregor Bell joins us. We'll preview today's championship game and talk about BYU's postseason possibilities. But next, our and one picks. Straight up took a miracle for one of us to take the lead yesterday. There can be miracles. This is BYU Sports Nation. Win pays guards. BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano is your place for Cougar Sports with a social media twist in the latest episode. Kiki takes on Las Vegas at the West Coast Conference Tournament. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and IGTV. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with today's headlines. BYU women's basketball survives Pepperdine on semifinal Monday at the West Coast Conference Tournament to advance to today's championship round. A five-point win, overcoming a 13-point second-half deficit. Paisley Johnson just joined us. She scored 20 points, was perfect from the three-point line. Her defense on West Coast Conference Player of the Year, Yasmin Robinson-Baycoat, man, changed the entire game. Here's Paisley on her defensive strategy right after the game. At halftime, I kind of just told the girls when I had gotten her a little bit at the first that you just need to lay on her, take her completely out of the game because once I did that a couple times, she didn't want any part of the play. She'd literally take herself out. So um, Jetty put me on her in the second half, and I just decided that she wasn't going to touch the ball. Just deny her crazy. Championship game today against number one seed Gonzaga 4 Eastern on ESPNU. Listen on BYU Radio. Shashir Hardnett announces on Twitter he's going to be a grad transfer. Hardnett injured his hand against St. Mary's earlier this season, sat out a game, then played in three games the rest of the season. He played two seasons in total at BYU. BYU football opening up week two of spring football yesterday afternoon. Head coach Kalani Sitake liked what he saw in week number one. I mean, I thought it was really good for, for being the first week of spring practice and uh, I'm not trying to jinx it, but I feel really, really confident with how our, our teams work right now, considering the guys that are, aren't playing in spring right now. Week two continues. Practice Prob- six today. Yeah. Prob- well, I'm not sure what time. What time do they start? They go in the afternoon. Okay. So a little bit after the women's basketball. They're not in the afternoons anywhere. Well, the practice is done. Yes, they are. And the 11 and three Batcats added a game with Niagara yesterday. They'll play it today at two Eastern time. The Cougars have won five in a row and are in the midst of 16 of 17 at home. Jerem, let's break the tie. 
finally. Well, we'll see. With our and one picks. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. 22-22 going into yesterday's women's basketball game. And we went with the women's game and picks there because we're not sure about BYU men's basketball and their postseason possibilities. We'll see. So we had to pick on the women's games just in case we don't have another opportunity to make picks for the men's game. All right, Jam, remind the people what you did. You and I went head-to-head on this one. Yes, we did. Okay, so uh, two-pointer. Yasmin Robinson-Baycoat won't score 20. Okay, (laughs) let's talk about it. (laughs) Baycoat scored 18 in the first half. 18 in the first half. Uh Uh-huh. In the second half, Paisley Johnson was the glove, Gary Payton, all over Baycoat. Baycoat scored one point. (laughs) And at the buzzer, had a shot to get over 20. And missed! I was in the stands, and it was awesome, and I stood up and I was like, no! Yes! I'm not sure what it counted either way. Honestly, I think the ball was still in her hands when the buzzer They wouldn't have reviewed that, though. Which brings us to our stat of the day. Oh, my goodness. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yasmin Robinson, Baycoat, scored one point in the second half after scoring 18. She, she missed, scored 19. She missed <laughs> multiple free throws. She missed multiple free throws in the second half, too. I can't believe I got that one. And when the game got to, like, five minutes, I thought she was three of seven from the free throw line. Yeah. Yeah. When the game when the game got to five minutes left and she still only had one point in the second, I thought I was like, no, she's gonna she's gonna get it. It one would be bucket. a better it would Come be on. a better, more miraculous storyline if, if she did not get to twenty. Like, yeah, Moroni and Mormon were right. <laughs> this is a day of miracles. Oh, congratulations, man! Thank you. You, you oh, win that my, bat, You win that battle head to head. And my and one and my one pointer. Sarah Hampson will block three plus shots. Double that. Yeah, she had six block shots. Look at three. Three points. Obviously, my two-pointer was Yasmin <laughs> Robinson. Baco will score twenty or more. Oh wow! Did you did you feel bad for me? So you gave me the positive and the negative. The scramble drills the best. Whatever. And my and one. And one. BYU makes seven plus three pointers. Yeah, that was that was not happening. They made four, but Paisley Johnson made three of them. There were a bunch of and ones. Those were three pointers, yeah. the old fashioned. Paisley way. Johnson had yeah. some of those. Uh, Shaylee Gonzalez had a huge one to put BYU up 62-61 on a putback that she got fouled on and made. Yeah, it was exciting. It was an exciting game. It was it was cool to see a comeback down 13 with only four threes. Like you don't always have to make threes. You can play good defense and just get some buckets. BYU shot 50 percent from the field but were out-rebounded by some ridiculous margin. I think they were out-rebounded by 23. It was just crazy. Yeah, crazy. 51 to 29. So oh, sorry, 22. 20. Yeah, 22. That's crazy. Yeah, but still one. Yeah. There's Pepperdine different ways to win had, a game. Pepperdine almost had as many offensive rebounds as BYU had rebounds total. That's wild. Right? Rebound that basketball. Oh, and the Waves did on the offensive glass. Yet BYU still found a way. So uh, you have the lead, 25-22. This might be the end. We're not sure. It's pending. We have to see if BYU men make the postseason. Yeah. If they don't, then I win. Play a game, then then you win the basketball season. Yeah. And you won football. And that I did. So we'd tie, and we don't have a tiebreaker, I don't think. We don't have, like, a rule book for and one. Let's go to baseball. (laughs) We'll do baseball. I think that Jackson (laughs) Clough will get at least two hits today. (laughs) Unless BYU men's basketball goes to the postseason, again, Jerem is the champion. The um, champ is here. The and champ now what, is here. 
That would take us all the way up to the football season before we begin our picks again, which is how many days away? Countdown to the Utes. I wasn't sure if we were going 170. Yeah, we know each other no. well enough that we don't need to rehearse that anymore. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, the football team is in on the countdown. Um, we of course know th- they are. We know this because uh, Gunnar Romney, after practice, said the following. We have them marked. We have 170 days till we play them. So that's been one of our main goals this year is to, to get a dub on, the, on that day. And also mm-hmm. acknowledged that they end the huddle with beat Utah. Let's go. So, yeah, the anti-Bronco sentiment. It's just another game. No, it's not. And you know it. (laughs) Come on. Coming up, does one ever lose their shooting touch? One Cougar has it. And deservedly should get a rise and shout-out. Greg Rebell will also join us next. He's calling the women's game today with Kristen Kozlowski on BYU Radio. How does he feel about the Cougars' chances given Gonzaga's injuries? And does he... What does he think about BYU men's basketball and a potential CBI? It's BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. After a game with Niagara today, the 11-3 Batcats host Gonzaga Thursday through Saturday, all on BYU Radio and the app starting Thursday at 8 Eastern time. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest of the day, as we welcome you back to the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, who is preparing to call BYU-Gonzaga Part 3 on the women's side in the West Coast Conference Tournament title game. Greg, how are you feeling about the Cougars and their matchup against Gonzaga after all of your preparation? Feeling great as they go for the sweep of the Zags, and that feels good to say. Absolutely, and it's for a title, too. The stakes are really high, and uh, let's first rewind to yesterday before we preview the matchup with the Zags. This was a nice comeback for BYU where they got it done on the defensive end, down 13 in the second half. And It was kind of weird as I was watching uh, both games in person. Uh, I, I Even when both teams were down double digits, Gonzaga and BYU, I really had this inkling that both could come back and would come back to win. And uh, I, I just had a real confidence, especially about the BYU team, that that wouldn't be an insurmountable deficit. And as you guys have certainly discussed, uh, you know, the way, the way Paisley played, you know, you know kind of lockdown defense in the second half, uh, you know, kind of changed things for BYU. And, and with, with Gonzaga being, you know, shorthanded and missing about 18 points a game between Townsend and Stockton and BYU's guard line playing as well as it is right now, um, the momentum they've got from yesterday, uh, I think, I think they, they, they feel like they're already in the field, right? So all you're playing right now is to kind of bump your seed and, and own the bragging rights over the Zags for the year. Um, and they would still have it, even if they were to lose today. They, they won the two regular season games. But I think everything's kind of trending in BYU's favor right now. I, I think Gonzaga could be a little bit stunned. They came back and won, but they had to go two overtimes, lost two really important players. Uh, they know they're in the field as well. Um, so I, 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 I think it's a team that, uh, you know, BYU can really get after today. Would you call BYU the favorite against Gonzaga, all things considered, with the home court for the Zags, but them playing with uh, an obviously affected roster? Yeah, the, the fact they beat them twice in the regular season, the fact that Gonzaga is down two big players that I can average 18 points a game right now. Um, I, I think if you were to call it a pick them, I could understand that. But if you were a favorite BYU by a bit, I, I would get that too. Yeah, we are in Vegas, so there you go. Uh, let's talk about the BYU men's team. First, um, 
the CBI, the NIT. We'll kind of see where we're at. Um, I know you've been tweeting out kind of BYU's been below the metrics that have typically earned an NIT uh, berth, in this case, case an at-large berth to the NIT. And then there's the CBI. Would BYU pay for play? How do you feel about kind of where BYU's at and where they might end up in the postseason if they play at all? Yeah, the, the NIT right now, just based on previous history, uh, the, you know, as you noted, they're, they're below that line. The one variable you can't control is just how many auto bids will be filled. Um, the average is 12 every year. And if it ends up, you know, considerably south of that, you know, if you're looking at single digits of auto bids, well, then there's more teams you need to look at, and, and maybe BYU gets a deeper look. But, again, by, by the metrics historically, it doesn't look great right now. Now, that said, the last time BYU lost in the first round of the WCC tournament was in 2013 against San Diego. BYU was picked as an NIT team and progressed all the way to New York City. Different team, different metrics, and that was then, this is now. But uh, watch the rest of the week and just see how many auto bids do get filled in that, in, in that bracket. Uh, the more that are available, uh, the closer a look they might give BYU. And again, the one, the one uh, metric system that really favors BYU over the others right now is, is, is KPI. Um, in, in, in Kevin Pauga's system, BYU uh, was still you know, in the NIT field if you were just to project based on his numbers alone. And again, what he does with his is he just looks at his numbers and says if these, you know, if these are the only things they were looking at uh, and, and, and these are the rankings of the teams I've got, BYU would slot into you know, NIT exceed. And uh, I think BYU was most recently even a uh, – um, I, I think a six seed maybe in KPI. So, uh, you know, there, there's that. Um, but ultimately, you know, the numbers don't favor BYU right now. I know that uh, um, the, the mid-major bra- uh, madness people and, and, and their bracket projection also kept BYU in uh, as a six yesterday. That was, again, based on, you know, very few IPL bids being filled right now. As for the CBI, yeah, it's an intriguing question. Um, you know, does, 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 does BYU feel... Um, that they want to, you know, not end the season on that last game. Is, is that the way you want to go into the off season? With that being your last effort, um, if that were the case, um, you know, I if 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 the case where they didn't want to end that way, I would understand it. If there were more games to be played, I think there are enough competitive guys in that program to say, let's go play and win some games. But uh, I guess that'll all be discussed and determined here in the days to come. Greg, straight up, would you be open to? Watching BYU playing the CBI and and thus calling the games and and would would you hope for more that the Cougars wouldn't end on this uh, this game against San Diego? Yeah, just the uh, just the you know the 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 desire to see the team play better yeah. and 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 play more is always there. I I, I would love that. Of course, if there's there's a game I'm calling it. You know, just just put me to work. Um, and I think you know once you overcome kind of the the the, the shock of the way things ended. If there was somebody else lining up games for you and there's something to play for, uh, I, I'd be down for it. And I guess we'll find out if everyone else uh, feels that way uh, shortly. Josh Hardnett announced that he's going to transfer. I guess not a huge surprise given kind of how the, the season played out. But uh, played two seasons here and now uh, Josh Shear's out and, and uh, there'll be a scholarship available. Yeah. Uh, you know, once, once he went to the bench at the start of conference play, things changed for him and not in a good way. And then uh, nothing ever really came back to the way it was. So that's unfortunate. Uh, he was an important player uh, when he was playing well, and uh, and and ultimately, um, in his absence, BYU never really did find that that third uh, scoring option, uh, reliable, consistent scoring option, and that was one of the reasons things kind of tailed off the way they did a little bit. 
Greg Rebell with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you get ready to call the game with Kristen Kozlowski today. Um, I just want you to document you want any it. advice from Spencer I, on this? I want you to document this, Greg, because um, 10 years from now, Kristen's going to post a picture of you two from 10 <laughs> years ago, and she'll never let you forget about it. I'll have the same amount of hair 10 years from now as I do now. <laughs> Who knows? You could Marv Albert that, right? <laughs> Good stuff, Greg. Uh, we wish you the best of luck on the call today. Enjoy it, and uh, go Kooks. Thanks. I'll see you in the building shortly. Thanks, guys. You got it. Greg Rebell on the Desert First Credit Union Hotline. Desert First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. For Eastern on BYU Radio. That's good. And yeah. Kristen, by the way, She's the best. is a pro's pro. Oh, she's so good. Yeah, and let's remind people of the story that happened with her a few years back. So BYU TV is in a hotel room. It's a channel. In a hotel room. You okay? might be watching it right now. So a, an ESPN producer is is trying to change the channel on this TV, and it won't work. So it's stuck on BYU TV, and there just so happens to be a women's basketball game playing. And he produces live women's basketball games. Then he starts listening to Kristen and the broadcast, and is like, wow, she's really good. And it just so happens that he needed someone to call an Elite Eight game in the women's NCAA tournament. So he gets in contact with BYU TV and Michael Miner and then Kristen and says, hey, you're really good. Funny story how I even discovered you, but I want you part of my team. And now Kristen's doing all this high-level stuff. He didn't need a play-by-play, apparently, but he just needed a name. <laughs> well, even if he did need a play-by-play, he's like, eh, well, I can find somebody else, but I want her. <laughs> yeah. I want her. Yeah, she's really good. Coming up, uh, come on the show, get the player of the week in the league. That's the case for one Cougar. Yes. Plus a former Cougar legend still getting buckets, Jerem. He was a first-round NBA draft pick, too. Not named Jimmer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Of course he can still shoot the three, man. Shout out to today's guests, Paisley Johnson and Greg Rubel. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast, BYUSN.com to watch full episodes anywhere you would like. We had no time for Dennis Pitta. Sorry. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Women's Basketball. BYU came back down 13 to beat Pepperdine 68-63 in the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. Paisley Johnson led the Cougars with 20 points in baller defense. The Cougars play for the West Coast Conference Championship today for Eastern on ESPNU and BYU Radio. By the way, the game will be replayed on BYU TV tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Men's Basketball. Hopefully that's a replay of a win. Jashir Hardnett announces that he is transferring as a graduate transfer following this semester for his final year of eligibility. Hardnett averaged 9.7 points per game, 1.7 assists a game, and a couple of rebounds. His best performance at Weber State scored a career-high 24. We wish Jashir the best of luck with his future plans and thank him for his time at BYU. Football. BYU football spring practice number five was yesterday. Practice six is today. No media availability. Baseball. BYU faces off against Niagara, the Purple Eagles, today at 2 Eastern. Cougs 4-0 all-time against Niagara. Their last win, a 15-3 victory back in 2016. The Cougars hoping to win a ninth out of the last 10 games. That's tough to do in baseball. Sophomore third baseman Jackson Clough came on the show uh, last week, and then he gets West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Oh, that's weird. He's also good. Uh, he batted 600, 7 RBIs, 6 runs, and... Four wins, including two triples last Tuesday against Utah Valley. Volleyball. BYU men's volleyball moves up one spot. Hey, I like that trend a little bit better. They're number Ten nine. Weeks, they'll be number one. Number nine in the ABCA coaches poll following a victory and a defeat at the hands of number three UC Irvine last weekend. 
BYU takes on longtime rival number four UCLA in a ginormous MPSF matchup Thursday in Provo 9 Eastern. Watch it on BYU TV. Gymnastics. Shannon Evans is the MRGC gymnast and vault specialist of the week after an all-around career-high 39.575 against Boise State. Uh, Elodie Cyrene is the beam specialist of the week, career best 9.925 against the Broncos. Those performances helped BYU hold the number 14 spot in the rankings with an RQS score, regional qualifying score, of 196.550. BYU travels to number 21 Arizona State on Wednesday before hosting number 25 Southern Utah on Friday. That matchup broadcast on BYU TV starting at 9 Eastern. Softball. Junior outfielder Riley Jensen is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, her third of the season. Jensen batted 597, seven runs, four RBIs last week. Golf. Peter Quest for perfection. Tied for second. Rhett Rasmussen tied for sixth for the first two rounds of the Olympic Club Intercollegiate to help BYU men's golf. Good overall third place current position. BYU heads into the final round of the tournament this afternoon. And the women's golf team is in fourth at BYU. The BYU hosted Intrada Classic in St. George going into day two. They're playing as we speak. Today's rise and shout out. We have a couple as the norm. One goes to former BYU basketball All-American and NBA veteran, first-round NBA draft pick Michael Smith, who posted a video dropping in three-pointers like he was back in the short shorts of the 1980s at the Marriott Center. Oh, man, he can shoot. 6'10", that dude has always been able to shoot. Just, I mean, and those aren't hitting the rim at all. Just splash down. Jerem, who's your rising shout-out to? Our entire crew. We're wrapping up with this show. We've done five BYU Sports Nation, 12 games, 12 halftime shows, and six bridge shows. So nicely Hands done for the to crew. our crew. Yeah. We most love the, you people so much. Most of them went so home yesterday. Just a huge effort. Yeah. We appreciate everybody and what they did. Yeah, it's crazy. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. BYU basketball isn't invited to the NIT. Do you want to see him in the CBI? Jeremy Anderson answers on Twitter. Yes. Play in whatever tournament and win it. CBI champs for the win. Conversation <laughs> continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Jim Yusevich. Let's go, man. And good so luck to the ladies today. Go Cougs. Radio.